Uh, it's interesting because uh, last week uh, was the first day of the new year and we preached on the first words of Jesus. We looked at the Gospels and we spent time looking at the first thing he said and read in each Gospel moving forward. And I kind of had a check in my heart this week uh, just about the position of ourselves. You know, oftentimes we're so ready to flip the page on 2022. Like we're so ready to get to what's coming. We're so ready to, as a pastor, I'm supposed to have a vision for this year. I'm supposed to have a place in which we're going. We're dreaming about new beginnings. We're dreaming about the new things that we're starting. I mean, it's like we're conditioned to never stop. You know, really, idealistically, we'd have some time in December to pause and reflect. But what happens at the end of December? Christmas. So we have no time to think about the previous year because we're too worried about presents and Christmas and it's on Christmas on Sunday. And what do we do? I mean, we lose sight of it all. And so really what I was challenged with looking at the Old Testament, something that Israel or the Jews were really good with was feasts to remember what happened. Like when something happened, they went ahead and had a party like they just made it something they had a party. Why? Because they didn't want people to forget what God had done. They wanted them to be able to remember what God had done so they could be confident for today and, and look forward to their tomorrow. I mean, really is, is what it was. They had a feast of Passover. They had a feast of unleavened bread, feast of first fruits, feast of weeks, feast of, of trumpets, feast of atonement, feast of tents or tabernacles. I mean, they just liked to have feasts. And the point of their feasts was to remember for generations to come. I mean, it wasn't just for me to remember like next year what happened. Sometimes I'm lucky to remember next month what happened last month. Like they wanted their generations to remember what happened. They were, they were good at looking back and treasuring the things of God. I'm going to pray and I'm going to read a story in the Gospel of Luke kind of along these lines. God, I thank you this morning for our time. Uh, I know, God, that this is, for me, not the easiest sermon to preach just because of the content. I pray that you would help me be anointed of you, that I wouldn't stand in the way of what you want to accomplish. I ask for your will to be done this day. God, I thank you that you are with us. I thank you for your presence, your goodness and love. Anoint this time, your will to be accomplished in Jesus' name. Amen. I'll, I'll just give a preface to why I prayed that way. Um, today's sermon for me isn't easy. Uh, what we're going to do is look back, and sometimes looking back can sound like we're being proud. Um, as a pastor, I get to see all that the church does. I get to see what we do. I get to see when we do it. I get to see how we do it. And one of the things that I don't do very well is talk about it with us. One of the things that I'm not the greatest at is, is what I would call celebration with the body because it's just what we do because we're a church. And, and I've been looking at the end of the year stuff and it's amazing what we're able to accomplish. And so this morning, I really want a heart of humility in what we're doing, but it could come across as a heart of, of pride. Like, that's not my intent. It's, it's one of these things in me that I really wrestle with. I mean, I just like to be humble, and I don't want to be the center. And, and, and in the context, even in my devotion online, I didn't talk about stuff online because it's about us. This is a body discussion for us this morning. It's about us. Really, today is intended to be a time of praise, a time of feast, a time of looking back, acknowledging what we were able to accomplish in the last year and celebrating today. The position of the heart. Luke 17, while I was on the way to Jerusalem, he, this is Jesus, was passing between Samaria and Galilee. 
And as he entered a village, ten men with leprosy, who stood at a distance, met him. They raised their voices, saying, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. When he saw them, he said to them, Go and show yourselves to the priests. Now as they were going, they were cleansed. Now one of them, when he saw he had been healed, he turned back, glorifying God with a loud voice. He fell on his face at his feet, giving thanks to him, and he was a Samaritan. See, this leper, who was a Samaritan, so that means he wasn't supposed to know all these things, he practiced a discipline that I want us to to discover or to wrestle with this morning. What happened? God spoke to him. God moved in his life. He did something incredible. Nine of the ten never turned back. They never looked back. But he looked back. He saw Jesus Christ. And then a spirit of praise rose up in him because he saw what God had done. Because of looking back and acknowledging what was accomplished, he glorified God with a loud voice. My heart is this morning that we can take this practice of just being able to look back. And I know, I promise, I'm going to miss something, okay? So when I go through all that I'm going to talk about, I'm going to miss something. That's not intentional. It's just because I did my best. This was probably one of the harder sermons for me to put together, just trying to, again, remember more than a month ago. So my heart this morning is that we look back at what we, now this is what we accomplished together. That's why we can come together and celebrate. So as we turn back in praise, it's going to start with what we did for missions. Now as a church, it's cool in our, our church we have what we call U.S. missions, which obviously are missions that are within the United States that we're able to support And be a part of. And now, this is something that we're all a part of. We support it as a church corporately, but this is what we're supporting. So here's what's really cool when we start to look at this. Tanner and Courtney, well, Tanner's here right now. Courtney's here somewhere with Bennett. Um, But they're missionaries. They're they're serving God. They're raising a full-time budget, serving the campus at Shadron State. They feel called to minister to the college students at Shadron State College. And so as a church... We support them on a monthly basis. So it's not just Tanner. We're another college that we support. Uh, it's actually a guy I went to college with. His name's Andrew Lundgren. He's a campus pastor, Chi Alpha pastor is what it's called, at Missouri State, which is in Springfield, Missouri. Uh, and he specifically, in his context, he's the campus pastor for international students on that college. That's, I know Tanner has a lot of internationals that come to his, but his whole calling is students that are coming from abroad, to study in the United States, and he invests in them and shows them about Jesus Christ. Uh, We have a missionary who we support, Johnny and Heidi Wade. They're on the Rosebud Reservation. The Native Americans there on the Rosebud Reservation. Um, Another one that we have that we support, uh, Dan Zitterkoff came several years ago. He's part of a ministry called RV Volunteers. RV Maps is how I knew it. Uh, What these people do um, is that most of them are retired, and they've got a camper, and they like to tinkle, like like tinker, not tinkle. Tinkle's weird. Um, old people tend to like to tinkle, but that's a different story, Jim. <laughs> it wasn't in my notes. And so what these, these people do is they come together and they do construction projects together. Um, most of them are skilled 
in, in, in crafts or, or electricians or, you know, construction or whatever. They come together and they're able to be a blessing to either local churches or in our context. They've done quite a bit of work at our campground for our kids where they donate all their labor. And they're just there just to do a project. So we, we get the supplies and they do the work and they're going around in, in places doing these things. The other one, uh, home missions oriented that we support is the Nebraska Family Alliance. Um, they're out of Lincoln and what they do is really they try to stay abreast to what's going on uh, legislatively within our state. Kind of try to be a voice for Christians, be a voice uh, for biblical truth and what's going on. And so we partner with them. Now, these are all missionaries that we as a body, this is the cool thing for us, we're a part of this every day. We're, we, we support them on a monthly basis. So we get, to, we get to have little crowns in heaven for what happens at Chi Alpha in Shattern State or what's happening at the Rosebud Reservation or what's happening in, in Missouri or what's happening across the United States. This last year, uh, we were blessed kind of on a whole mission side of things just because of what God's done in us as a local church we're that little star, if you're wondering. Um, we've been able to support three different projects with local churches. So there was one in Lyons, a church that needed help with a construction project. They needed finances. We sat together as a board, and we were able to send them some finances to work on a roof. There's a church in Scotts Bluff also that was going through a situation. And so we were able to send them some finances earlier in the year to help them with their project. And when I say finances, I think... Uh, we, we sent $2,000. Uh, this is where the humility side of things, I'm not doing these numbers just to brag, but $2,000 to Lions, $1,200 to Scotts Bluff. And then there was a guy out of Nebraska. He's a Nebraska boy. He was from Broken Bow. Um, his dad was a pastor. His grandpa was a pastor. His brother was pastoring a church in Hastings, and he was on staff, and he felt like the Lord called him to plant a church in Ankeny, Iowa, or just outside of Des Moines. And so it was really cool because he's going through, like, big church things and uh, plan big things, and we were able to partner with him. We sent him uh, basically our, our finances that we would send a missionary for a year. We sent to him and said that we believe in you this year. We want to see you get things started. Um, so those are just some of the, the local things in which we were able to do. But the cool thing is that not only are we reaching things within the United States, but this is where it becomes real compelling to me. Because uh, oftentimes one of my biggest pet peeves when I when I came here was when we would call ourselves just a small church in Crawford, Nebraska. Because we're not just a small church, because we're doing some pretty incredible things. We're, we're able to be used in incredible ways. And so we also support missionaries who are uh, across the globe. Uh, this flag, these are all going to be flags. Hopefully I can remember which one is which, is the flag of Malawi. There's some of these I'm not going to say names because I'm not sure if I'm allowed to say names because it gets recorded and put on the Internet, like for the missionaries. So we might just talk about regions. Um, so that's in Africa, Tanzania. Um, we had we have a missionary who is there on the ground in Tanzania, as well as Irene's sister did a short-term mission trip this year. Happened to be in Tanzania, and we're going to talk about Tanzania one more time. For whatever reason, we were majorly invested in Tanzania, Africa this year. Um, anyway, so we've got a missionary that's in Tanzania. We've got missionaries that are getting ready to head to Japan. Um, they're on their way, they're raising their budget, they're getting ready to leave, they're Jeremy and Melissa Settle. Um, uh, one of our missionaries who we supported, uh, this is Senegal's flag, that's Vietnam's flag. We got to support both those countries because of Brian Davis. Brian and his wife had been in Senegal, Africa, if you remember, several years ago now. Uh, he was here and he was talking about a school project and we were able to sponsor a well at that school. 
Um, they built a well at the school. Uh, that's the way he was reaching that country. He's now moving on. Uh, he's been transitioned to Vietnam is where he'll be serving. Uh, we currently have a missionary. And I'm going to count three missionaries right now in South Africa. Um, we have Kirk and Marlene, well, probably four. Uh, Kirk and Marlene Spain, who uh, are missionaries we support there. They train pastors in South Africa. But also, if you recall, this last year, looking back, there was a couple that was coming to our church, Pedri and Liesel. Um, and I don't know that they're, they still would like to come back. I still hear from them on a pretty regular basis, but they may not come back. And my heart rejoices because I believe we sent back a phenomenal couple to South Africa to do incredible things because they fell in love with the church while they were here. I mean, it's cool when I start thinking about this. I mean, Crawford, Nebraska, we're reaching Africa, we're reaching Japan, we're reaching, uh, uh, this would be Central Eurasia. I can't even talk about where the person's at or what they're doing. There's one in Central Eurasia. There's, um, I'll go to this one first. Uh, there's someone in the Mideast that we have that we support as a missionary. And the last one is a couple that's going to be going, Jeremy and Darylise, to Spain. Now look at that and think about all the impact that is the body we've been able to have. I mean, that's cool. We're reaching Africa. We're reaching uh, the, the Far East. We're reaching the Mideast. We're reaching Asia. We're reaching Europe. I mean, how cool is that, that we're a part of something in which we're making a kingdom impact, not just in, in, our, in our nation, not just in our community, but we're reaching the world with what we're doing. There were a few other projects that we participated in. Walt just mentioned Project Rescue. Um, I looked it up. You know, he talked about just bringing some coins. I think the number was $1,100 in coins he brought in last year. And those quarterly offerings for uh, Project Rescue that we were able to give to them, Project Rescue. Um, most of us are adults in here, so it's for, for women who are in, in, in stuck in a slave trade. And they provide opportunities. Sometimes, I mean, this is what blows my mind. They've actually purchased the women out of the trade. Uh, sometimes they've been able to get the women away from the trade and train them and how to live and how to make a living and how to be productive. Uh, it's an incredible ministry we get to partner with. Our kids, the little guys, they do change also in buddy barrels. If you ever see a little yellow barrel with an orange lid laying around, that's what it's about. Uh, BGMC, uh, I remember it. I'm not sure what they call it now, Boys and Girls Missions Crusade. Um, I think they've changed the name Missions Challenge because we can't say Crusade anymore because that's not correct. Politically, that's why they had to change my alma mater's name too. That's besides the point. Um, BGMC provides materials like Sunday school materials to missionaries. It provides literature to missionaries. Uh, another one that we, we partner with, uh, I mentioned this, Tanzania again. We talked about uh, Jerry Spain had a heart to uh, help a school there that didn't have enough room for training pastors and he wanted to raise finances to do a sanctuary there. Uh, we were able to give um, to that. We still can receive for that. We gave to that um, last year. And the last one that I'll mention, uh, kind of like BGMC Light for the Lost, it's kind of like BGMC for older people. And again, it does evangelism resources for missionaries. So that's a lot of breath that I just spent talking about what we've done. I want to show this just as a number. Our church last year, to foreign missions work, the body of Christ here, or to foreign and local missions, we gave $30,000, over $30,000 that was invested from this church 
into the kingdom work across this nation. Now, I don't know, but we're supposed to have a festive attitude, so it's all right to say praise God about that. Again, we're not praising ourselves right now because, because uh, we're not able in ourselves, but because God gives us the opportunity and because he's placed the people in our lives who have said they'll go, we get the opportunity to invest in them, and we've got the opportunity to invest a pretty significant amount of finances in the kingdom of God across our nation and the world. That is something that is to be celebrated. Amen? Oh, yeah, amen. <laughs> Thank you. I mean, that's okay. It's okay. I know it's hard. We're, we're clapping for ourselves right now. Sometimes we've got to pat ourselves on the back because there'll be others that push us down. It's okay to pat ourselves on the back today because that's remarkable, church. That's incredible what we're able to do for the kingdom's sake. Again, it's not to be able to look at other churches and say, guess what we gave. It's to be able to look at ourselves and say, look what we did. It wasn't one of us that gave $30,000. It was all of us together as a body. We were able to do that because we've been faithful with our tithes and offerings. We've been faithful when missionaries come and speak, and we've been faithful when opportunities have presented themselves to be a part of what God's doing. That is incredible. And who knows what's happening in all these places. Tanner was sharing a testimony about a student who got saved at a conference. We get to be a part of that. We get to hear what God is doing. I know that in, 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 in Tanzania, there's going to be students that are trained in being pastors to reach that nation. We're a part of that. We're a part of something so much bigger than, than, than this. Now, we do really good with this. Because then I started thinking about what have we done in Crawford? Like, it's great to talk about where we've been everywhere else. Let's look at what we've done in our community. Tuesday. Taco Tuesday. It's coming up. I'll tell you this. I like to brag on this. I've got a freezer in the back that just produces meat. We cook between 25 and 30 pounds of hamburger once a month while the kids are in school. So that's nine, nine times a month. So just roughly that's 270 pounds of hamburger we cook. We've been doing this, I think, seven or eight years now. I'm not going to do the math because I'll probably get it wrong and someone will correct me later. That's a lot of meat. As a church pastor, anyway, I haven't had to buy any meat in, since the first year we did it. Because we got a magic freezer in the back that is provided for by the body of Christ. It's amazing to see how, how many people... You know, I ran out of meat. I, I share this just because it's God. I ran out of meat one time in the last seven years. Do you want to know when that was? At the end of January or February in 2020. Do you want to know we didn't have the rest of 2020? Taco Tuesday. I didn't need meat. God knew I didn't need meat, so he didn't have people bring me meat. But beyond that, we've always had enough meat to make for our kids. I mean, it's incredible. The, the, uh, it really does make an impact in, in our community. Our kids love it. Uh, actually, this week it was funny. Uh, Tim went back to school, uh, not like for learning, but to teach. And um, like I think the lunch ladies came up to her, whatever you call them professionally, I don't know. Um, I don't know if lunch lady is the correct term, but we'll just say that. Food service director, can we say it that way? Uh, and asked her if we were having Taco Tuesday because they needed to plan their lunch. 
Like, I mean, that's the, the impact. Uh, Jeannie used to tell me that they would get upset because that day they just wouldn't have to cook as much and they needed to know what kids were going because there just really wasn't that much to do at the school that day when it comes to lunch. It's making an impact. Uh, we've done this since I've been here. Water bottles at the 4th of July parade. I think just about 2,000 water bottles we hand out every year. Um, another thing, all of a sudden, my, there we go, that we were able to do this year. If you don't know, if you don't see, uh, there's people that go to the school and they paint the playground, uh, the blacktop that sits behind the elementary school and the high school. And I'll tell you this, uh, again, not to brag, but outdoor paint isn't cheap now. Go buy any paint right now, it's not cheap. Um, there was quite an investment this year in just doing uh, the playground. Another one that we've done for several years, I don't know why my clicker's not working very well, is the Rose Outreach. It's coming, so just get ready. February 14th is Valentine's Day. Always around that, I buy about 200 Roses, I ask you to go tell someone God loves them. It's real easy. Uh, but again, 200 touches with the love of God. What have we been able to do? That's a terrible picture, but I didn't have a better picture. So I went over the other day, um, <laughs> and all their work is covered up right now with snow and whatever else. Um, Pastor Tara, this summer, spent time with our youth doing projects around town. One of the projects that they did, they did some for people within our church. So they did some weeding and gardening for them. They did some stuff down at the villa. Um, did some work down there, helping them with their projects. They also took the, uh, is that called the railroad park? I don't know what we call that technically. Uh, just as you come into town on Main Street. And there were lots of rocks, lots of weeds. And those kids went out there with string trimmers. Those kids went out there pulling weeds. And they planted some flowers just because they wanted to be an impact in our community. Um, again, I don't know that most of us know that, see that, whatever. Another thing that happens behind the scenes, uh, I have a picture of Highlander Grog Coffee. Uh, this goes with the school quarterly, our church. I think it's about quarterly. You would know better than me probably, right? Um, uh, Pastor Tara puts together coffees and goodies and just put Gatorade in there for Ryan's sake. Um, anyway, um, for the teachers at the school, we give it to the school so the teachers have just some opportunities. I hear that some of the teachers like to steal some just for their room just so they can have it with others. But, I mean, it's still an opportunity for us. That's not Ryan. And he says other teachers, the, the person who, who takes some of the coffee, he said other teachers like to come to his room and drink coffee. That's why he does it. But it's something that we get to do to be a demonstration in our community. Community outreach. The, tri- the rodeo. Um, this year we were able to paint uh, the bleachers on the east side. We did the bleachers on the, the west side a few years ago. We did the bleachers on the east side this year we started painting the concession stand. We haven't finished that project yet. And also we had a team from Omaha come of young people. It's cool because it's the body of Christ. And them with our young people went to the park in the city park. And, you know, all the white posts all around. There's lots of them if you ever count them. Um, they painted all those posts in the park for our community. We were able to sponsor this year. I don't know what just happened. We'll just talk about it because it's not there. Cowboy Church, our first year trying something like that. We had an incredible breakfast. I mean, crazy breakfast beforehand. We had more people than I dreamed would come to Cowboy Church just before the rodeo. Uh, We were able to do that in the park, uh, sponsor a speaker. Um, Another thing that we do that no one knows about except for, I think, Joellen, I say um, we do Taco Tuesday for kids. What do seniors like? coffee 
And apparently the senior center, and this is coming from what I've heard, isn't allowed to buy coffee with government funds. So when I heard that, I said, if we can give tacos to kids, we can give coffee to seniors. And so Joellen just goes to the closet and finds a thing of coffee every time the senior center needs it. So we're, we're investing in our seniors by, by giving them coffee. I'm just talking about what we're doing. This isn't what pastors doing. It's what we're doing as a body. Another thing that we were able to do this year, um, nothing's working. Okay, will you restart the computer and see if it'll come back on? That'll help me. Another thing that we did this year that was pretty cool, um, crazy woman had an idea about a gaga pit for the school. I won't say who that crazy woman was. Uh, and this year we were able to partner with their parent-teacher group and buy uh, what they call a gaga pit. If you don't know what it is, it's an octagon of crazy for kids. Or they throw balls at each other. Right, Levi? Just one ball? Uh, so we were able to buy that for the, for the playground up there. Um, last thing when it comes to community outreach was the Thanksgiving celebration, which we've done uh, for, for many, many years. We're, we're able to lead that for our community. Again, all that said in several breaths, we're making an impact in our world. My heart as a pastor is that we impact our local community I had this this crazy idea. Why can't we impact our local community? I want to impact our state, and I want to impact our world. I mean, how hard is that for us? Well, for us, it's not too hard. For me, it's impossible. But because of the body of Christ coming together, it's possible. What do we do here at the church? Some things that we see or don't see. We've got youth ministry, you know, and we've got kids' ministries that happen every Sunday. You know, when the kids are in here on the fifth Sunday, I love it because there's life. But sometimes, you know, it's nice that they're not in here too, right? Let's be honest. Not being weird about that. We've, we're blessed that, that but, but again, what I know is that my kid isn't just being babysat while they're not in, in kids' church or they're not in, in the sanctuary. They're being taught the truths of the gospel. They're being taught the judges of the Old Testament in order. The kings in order. I mean, they're being taught some pretty incredible truths through a lot of volunteers. And again, that's only possible because of all those who have participated in that ministry. Those who are willing to teach the little kids or the nursery or the big kids. I mean, it's incredible what all we do. Youth on Wednesday nights. At Nina's now. I mean, we're, we're able to go to Nina's and Pastor Terry goes and, and they get to have youth there at Nina's. We have Sunday school. If you didn't know that, Greg started teaching today. So if you want to come hear what Greg has to say, we'll pull some more chairs in the Sunday school room uh, and we'll make more room for you. Uh, there's stuff for the kids going on as well. We have men's Bible study that meets once a week, 6 o'clock on Thursday mornings. There's a few faithful who come. We have some people who have dedicated Wednesdays to pray. There's, I'll just say ladies, I'm there too, but there's a bunch of ladies who come with pastor. They endure me and pray for the needs of our church. I would look around this room and assume that most of your names have been prayed for by person in intercessor prayer that happens in that Sunday school room. When they're aware of what's going on or what's, what you're facing or what you need, that's, that's what's happening. Women have Bible study that happens. Man, I need this one to come up. 
on a weekly basis. Some other church highlights, and I'll just go to there first. Um, this year, from January to December, we had a baptism in January. We had a baptism in December. We had nine baptisms in our church this year. Um, again, just because numbers are what we look at, we had our highest year financially, our highest year uh, attendance-wise that we've ever had in the history of our church. But beyond the, the things that we can, we can tangibly quantify, we've had anointed worship times on Sunday mornings. We've had, we've had spirit-empowered times of fellowship together. Hopefully we've heard something from God through what Pastor has said. Hopefully when we look at ourselves, we see that God has grown me. He's transformed me. He's, he's moved me in this direction in my life. There are things that have changed in me. There are ways in which God is doing something different in me now than he was before. There are friendships that have developed. There's Facebook messages. That's the cool thing. As a pastor, I get to hear the backstory. Like I sit down with someone and they're talking about how someone else from church reached out to them and how much it meant to them because someone else thought to reach out. I get to see the way the body, the way in which God designed it, how incredible the body of Christ truly is and the impact and power of a body that's working effectively together. I tell you what, I want to pause and praise God for an effective body. You can clap for that. That's good. Clap them for yourself. No, I mean, we can take for granted an effective body. You know, in the last few years, um, part of my body hasn't worked as well as it used to. My back hasn't been what it once was. And Boy, I long for an effective body when it hurts. There's so much you can't do when your body's not effective. There's so much we can't accomplish when we're not well. I, I, I'm blessed to serve in a position in where I see a lot of churches. And there's a lot of not well bodies. And that's not just because of pastor or because of a board. It's because of us. And I rejoice in a body that is well. I rejoice in a body that when people come, they're able to, to experience something unique. They're able to say, I didn't know. I mean, again, talking to Pedri and Liesl and hearing them say, we were looking forward to coming to church because we hadn't experienced this before. That's us. I can't make everyone feel incredible every Sunday. Like this morning, I had a lot going on, and so I was dealing with my own things. It was impossible for me to visit with people before church today. But the body, because of us, we're able to do it together. And on the lighter side of things, literally the lighter side of things, we accomplished new lights in the foyer, Mike. Right? 
And anyone who was involved in that process knows this is something to praise God that this morning there are no lights hanging from the ceiling in the foyer. Because whoever designed this particular light was not an engineer or was an engineer that never put one in. And I'm not kidding you. Walt, how many hours, how long were you in that position for that light? We can laugh, we can have joy. It's the body of Christ where we love God, where we love people, and we make an impact in our world. And as a pastor, I look at the church and I say we made an impact in 2022. We touched hearts. We touched lives. We touched churches. We touched students. We touched teachers. We touched communities. We made an impact. And that's something to praise God for. Amen? I'm going to preach just a little bit. We turn back and praise And again, I say we can only do this because of the body of Christ. Ephesians chapter 4, we referenced it just a little bit this morning. Greg was talking about it in his, his class. He didn't read it, so I get to read it. So Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, the teachers to equip his people for works of service so the body of Christ may be built up. That's my role as a pastor right there. That's my place in this body is to equip the saints for the work of the gospel. I can rejoice because I feel like what we just said, we were able to accomplish equipping the saints for the work of the gospel. Until we reach all unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining the whole measure uh, of the fullness of Christ. Fullness is a word for 2023 for me. Just, I'm, I'm just telling you, get ready, you're going to hear it a lot. That's the word God has put on my heart for this year, fullness. Jesus, when he was talking, he told John that he had to be baptized to fulfill all righteousness, the fulfillment, the fullness of righteousness that came in Jesus Christ. This year, I believe for us looking forward, we're going to go there. I'm going to go there just a moment because I can't help looking forward without looking back. It's a year of fullness. It's a year of fulfillment. It's a year in which we will fulfill all righteousness. We'll look at what that means. We'll look at the mystery of that phrase. Uh, in, the, in, in the upcoming week, sorry. Then we will no longer be infants tossed back and forth by the waves, blown here and there by every cunning wind of teaching and by the cunning and craftiness uh, of people and their deceitful scheming. Instead, speaking the truth in love, we will grow to become in every respect the mature body of him who is the head, that is Christ. From him, the whole body is joined together and held together by every supporting ligament as it grows and builds itself up in love, as each part does its work. I emphasize again, we have a head who is Christ. And we're his body. 
And we're able to celebrate, we're able to look back, we're able to remember, we're able to recall, we're able to see incredible things that we were able to accomplish because we simply were doing our part in his kingdom. God is incredible in the way in which he orchestrates and puts us all together. In, in the gifts that Greg kind of has talked about a little bit, that, that he's put in this place, he's done an incredible job putting us together so that we can accomplish what we accomplished. Because none of us in ourselves is going to be able to accomplish what we were able to accomplish as the body of Christ. If I had to be a salesman for the church, this is the sales pitch. When we come together, we're able to do more than we can ever dream or imagine. We're able to be a part of incredible things. We're able to touch Tanzania, Africa, and we're able to touch Crawford, Nebraska. We're able to be used by him here, there, and everywhere because of the body of Christ in which we're a part of. And when we come together, each of us doing our part, we see God do incredible things. Pause. Pastor is crazy and he's taking graduate courses right now. So you know what I did the other day? I've been watching for it. My syllabus came out for my course this semester. And I looked at that syllabus at all that I'm going to accomplish in the next few months. I said, there ain't no way. <laughs> so my wife, I don't think I want to take this one. But I just completed a course day by day. And did what was expected each day. And it wasn't a problem. You know, sometimes when we just do our part, it's amazing what we can accomplish. So I'm guessing come April, May, when I finish the class, and I can tell you that I finished it and got an A because I'm just going to be prophetic right now. Or pathetic, one or the other, if I'm wrong. <laughs> it's because day by day I did what I was supposed to do. We accomplished more than we can imagine. You know, we're a part of the body of Christ. And each of us doing what God has called us to do produces incredible results. Each of us being who God has made us to be, listening to him, the head that's not pastor, it's Christ, doing what he's asked us to do. We're able, you know what? That's what I'm going to go back to Taco Tuesday. Because I'm not asking people for meat for Taco Tuesday. The head is. It's not me who's, who's saying, hey, you want to bring some meat? It's people come to me and say, hey, I feel like I want to, I want to give some meat to Taco Tuesday. And it's like, hey, guess what? The freezer's is pretty low, so that's perfect. Perfect timing. Great. We'll put it in here. The head, when we grow up in him, we accomplish remarkable things. One last scripture. You guys are going to come forward. Good luck. It's going to be a praise song I want to end with today. We had an incredible time of prayer. Um, Ecclesiastes chapter 4 is where I'm going to stop. Trevor and Josie, hold your hands when I read this because I remember reading it at your wedding. I'm not working right now. Can you go to Ecclesiastes 4, please? There was a man all alone. He had neither son nor brother. There was no end to his toil. Yet his eyes were not content with his wealth. For whom am I toiling, he asked, and why am I depriving myself of enjoyment? This too is meaningless, a miserable business. Verse 9 says two are better than one. Now you know what I'm talking about? Okay, just, just they looked at me like I was crazy for a second. Two are better than one because they have a good return for their labor. We often read this in regard to marriages, but it really is a body analogy. It's showing us the strength that we have when we come together. But myself, sometimes it's just meaningless. I'm, I'm like beating my breast at the air is what David says sometimes. I mean, it's, it's, just, it's just foolishness. 
But two are better than one because they have a good return for the labor. If either of them falls down, one can help the other up. But pity anyone who falls and has no one to help them off. Also, two lie down together, they'll keep warm. But how can one keep warm alone? Though one may be overpowered, two can defend themselves. A cord of three strands is not quickly broken. You know, when I turn back and I look at 2020, we can talk about the what's. We can talk about the amounts. We can talk about the where's. But really, it's the whole of what was accomplished. And when I look back and I praise God for what was, the celebration in my heart for 2022 is what is possible when the body of Christ comes together. What is possible when we come together and accomplish what God wants us to accomplish. Then guess what I can do? I can look forward to what's coming because I've seen what we did. And so when we get to a a dull spot in 2023, I can say, wait a minute, remember what we were able to do? And again, it's not what we were able to do in ourselves, but what we were able to do because of him who loves us. That leper, he came back because he was healed, but he praised God because of what God did in his life. In all that we accomplished, in all that we did, whether it was buying coffee for, 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 the, for the school or, 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 or uh, uh, putting a school or uh, desks in a school in, in, in Tanzania, Africa, we did because of God. We did it because of what he's allowed us to do. We were able to invest. We were able to sow. We were able to spend time doing these things because of God and who we become in him. I'm a new creation in Christ Jesus. I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. What I accomplish isn't for my own good. What, what Paul said, it's all rubbish, right? Apart from what God has allowed us to do. So today as we, we close the service in some ways, I want us to praise God. To praise God because of what he allowed us to do corporately. Maybe you need to spend a moment and think about what you were able to do. Maybe you've already turned the calendar and you said, I don't want to look back at 2022. I want you to spend a moment and see what God did in 2022. How did God use you? What did he orchestrate in your life? How have you grown? How have you changed? What did he accomplish in you? I believe that when we look back, we start to see him in the midst of it all. Father, I come to you this morning. I thank you for this opportunity. I thank you for your word. I thank you for our body, your body in Crawford, Nebraska. I thank you that you're the God who leads, guides, and directs us. And God, I thank you that we were able to be effective in loving you and loving people and making an impact around us. I thank you, God, for the things in which we accomplished because coming together as a body the, the unity of the body of Christ, we're able to do all these things. I pray, God, that we can glorify you in spirit and in truth, that, that we can praise you, God, for what you've done in Jesus' name. Amen.